What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another edition of Riding the Pine. Jack Ridenour back with you all today, and as always, we've got another fantastic episode in store for everyone at home. But before I get into all of that, let's take a little dive into the last episode. I was joined by a great guest from the St. Francis Red Flash men's basketball team, Josh Cohen. Josh and I get into his season this year and what it's been like scoring 40 points in not just one but two games this year, how he feels that the non-conference schedule is going to help the Red Flash in their conference schedule of play, and so much more. So if you want to hear about Josh's season and a little glimpse into how the Red Flash season has been, go check out episode 277 and all 277 episodes that are out now on all podcast platforms. Now, getting into today, we're going to be joined by yet again another guest from the Red Flash men's basketball program, but a guest that we have not yet met, current men's basketball player at St. Francis, Luke Ruggery. Luke and I get into his career in basketball and what it was like becoming the first ever basketball player from his high school to earn a Division I scholarship, what led him to wanting to become a member of the Red Flash men's basketball program, how his season has been this year, and so much more. So if you want to hear from another member of the St. Francis Red Flash, don't go anywhere because here comes Luke Ruggery. So with that, folks, let's make our way into our show for today. So as always, be sure to find your favorite seat here on the bench with me. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And I'm here with current men's basketball player for the St. Francis Red Flash, Luke Ruggery. Luke, great to get you on the show today, my friend. How's it going? It's going well. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Well, hey, listen, I appreciate you hopping on. I know that you're in the midst of the season. I know you're coming out of the holidays a little bit, but, you know, conference play underway. Everything has been off to a good start in conference play 2-0 right now as of recording this on January 4th. But how would you say this you know, season has been so far in your eyes and just from your perspective? I mean, what, how would you kind of you know, assess this year so far? Yeah, so the beginning of the season, honestly, I think was kind of a good run through for us being that we're you know, playing a lot of younger guys. And we got a lot of guys that, you know, even me, like, you know, that are still learning, learning the game. And I think we had you know, a good non-conference, a very solid non-conference. And we played a lot of good teams, which helped us, you know, kind of figure out what we were doing wrong early, what we needed to fix early. And we knew that come conference play, if we could solve a few things that we'd be, you know, in a much better spot. And uh, so far that that has worked out for us. And as long as we continue to keep, you know, improving and making sure we're taking care of those mistakes that we make, I think we're going to continue to see that success. So. Well, you personally had quite uh, quite a performance uh, in the conference opener against Central Connecticut State. Fifteen points coming off the bench, and I got to ask, what what were they doing defensively? I mean, what was it that they were doing, or, or you were doing, really, to get yourself in that position, get freed up, and able to knock down those shots? Yeah. So honestly, a lot of credit to you know the point guards like Landon, Cam, and Rennell, you know, making sure they're finding the open man and finding the open guy. But uh, honestly, they, they went under a few things and, you know, a few screens here and there. And we knew we could – the big emphasis is, you know, getting the ball in transition. So those two things being that coming into that first game, I think uh, allowed a few open shots for me and I was able to knock them down. And, you know, just like I said, though, uh, Landon and Cam and Rennell, finding finding the open man is really key for us and they've been doing a great job at it. Well, you guys have have definitely been firing on all cylinders over the last two games. I know you guys have a big one coming up against Wagner. We'll get into that in a little bit. But, Luke, I want to get into your career. You've got a, a very unique journey as to how you wound up at where you're at today at St. Francis. But I want to hear from you. What what led you to wanting to go to St. Francis? Why were you drawn to to the program? 
Yeah. So honestly, I've, you know, I grew up coming to the games, uh, with one of my best friends, me, my brother, one of our friends, then Monte Calvo, he's uh part of the administration here at St. Francis. So we'd always drive up with him because I'm best friends with his son. And, uh, we would come up us four and watch the games all the time from when I was probably 11 or 12 years old, the whole way up to, you know, where I am today. So, you know, I always knew it was a place that I wanted to play basketball. I always knew that I wanted to play basketball at the next level. So it was a matter of, you know, just staying, staying focused and putting the work in, in the time. And when I finally started to get, you know, a few answers back from coach Krimmel and the rest of the staff, you know, it started to become more surreal and uh, they offered me um, at the end of my sophomore summer in high school. And I committed, you know, probably two days later, I think, or something like that. It was fairly early. Uh, I knew where I wanted to go. It's close to home. You know, I love the family atmosphere that they that they successfully, you know, put into place for this program. So it was a place that I was always looking forward to play at. And I, I ended up getting that chance. And it's been a great journey so far. Well, I know that you were, uh, if I'm not mistaken, the, the the first ever player from your high school to receive a Division One scholarship. That's got to be quite the honor to to have. And if I'm not mistaken, also graduate as the all time leading scorer from your high school. I mean, what did it mean for for not only you but the team and the, and the entire school to have that recognition come to somebody from the school that they're getting a, a first ever Division One offer? Yeah, honestly, you know, it was it was uh, something that me, my brother, and then the four other guys that were kind of involved with the two-year team that we had my junior and senior year, uh, we put a lot of work in. And, you know, to see it pay off in terms of we had a, you know, pretty solid record for my junior and senior year. And then, um, you know, just the personal achievements that I was able to complete over those, you know, two to three years at BG as well. But it was just kind of an atonement to, you know, putting that work in. And I, I just remember, you know, every summer, Every day in the summer, it was me, my brother, and then the three other guys. And it didn't matter where we were, whether we were at, you know, a gym inside or if we were on my pavement out in my driveway, we were, we were getting that work in. And it was something that I really enjoyed. And I tried to take every moment I could in to get better. And so, you know, to see all that work pay off and for the school and for the team and for the coaching staff that I had in high school, it was, it was, uh, it was made everyone pretty content. So. Yeah, and I think a very cool thing to go out on your high school career as well. But I want to hear about also the the adjustment that you went through going from high school to college because I think everybody can agree when you make that jump from one level to the next, it's it's very obvious. At times, it could be even glaringly obvious. But for you, what was the biggest adjustment or biggest transition you had to make going from high school to college? So the biggest transition that I probably had to make was, you know, in high school, uh, being that I'm only 5'10", the shots – were mostly open for the, you know, for pretty much the whole season, you know, they were much easier to, to make, didn't have a hand in my face all the time. I was able to get open. And then, so making that transition to division one level, uh, dudes are taller, stronger, faster, you know, so it was, it was kind of getting, you know, adjusted to that, that quicker, uh, reaction and decision time that I have. It's much, it's a much smaller margin at this level than it is in high school. So, you know, just kind of getting, you know, comfortable with that and being able to, you know, see the ball go through the hoop, I think was a big adjustment for me going into college. You mentioned the the quickness of the release. And I think that's something that a lot of players, you know, struggle with adjusting to because it, it, it becomes a battle of, are you rushing or are you just having a quick release? How do you kind of find a, a, a comfortable balance in, in that and, and try to avoid the rushing of your shot as opposed to just getting a good, clean, quick look off? 
Yeah. So I, I, you know, if my feet are set and I'm catching the ball right where I need to be, you know, right in the chest area, I know I'm not going to rush that shot. Like I know it's going to look quick, but I know it's going to be right where I want it to be and the shot that I want to take. Now, if my feet aren't set and, you know, I might, you know, if it's not the best pass or things like that, you know, you don't want to just catch and fire away unbalanced or not ready to shoot. So I think, you know, being able to, first of all, to be a shooter, but to be able to be that shooter that can, you know, pick apart which shots are going to be rushed and which shots won't be rushed just by, you know, kind of understanding how your footwork is set and how your feet are set coming into that shot. I think doing the work before you catch the ball is a, is a big part in it, especially when you're my size at this level. Yeah. Footwork is, uh, it, it's kind of funny how often it's forgotten about, especially with shooting. I mean, it's, it's so important, right? I mean, especially when you're coming off a curl screen or whatever it might be getting that proper footwork, you know, I mean, even coming off the dribble, whatever it might be, if you don't have right, the right footwork, it's going to be just, you know, you're going to be messed up from the start. Um, but I know that you mentioned the hard work that you put in and, and you're known as a, a workout fanatic. I was actually with uh, someone that you probably know very well, Tom Fox, and he had mentioned, you know, how much you work out and how much you're running. He said that times when he's golfing at five or six in the morning, you're out there running around campus. So where does that hard work mentality, that work ethic, where does that come from? Honestly, it stems from uh, my parents. Uh, they're both, workout fanatics you know we grew up understanding how important it is to you know maintain a healthy lifestyle and you know ma- keep up with your fitness levels of course and also my uncle my uncle started getting a marathon running a few years back he really got into good shape and uh me and my brother Kyle and then my two youngest brothers as well they they take it very seriously but me and my brother Kyle we we started to get into it with them start training with them over these past like 3 or 4 years now And uh, we just really fell in love with, you know, the whole fitness and the workouts and everything involving basketball, running and lifting pretty much. So it's been, you know, it was a fun time last year. We ran our first marathon together, us three, my uncle, uh, Kyle and me, and then my mom did the half. So us four were in that race last year at the Pittsburgh Marathon. So that was something that we really enjoyed last year and we're hopefully we can continue to do through you know, out the rest of our lives here. But yeah, just being able to sometimes wake up when you least want to do it and just get it done, you feel a lot better after than you would if you didn't. So that's kind of the mentality that we take on with everything we do. So what was it like running a marathon? I have to, my parents are ginormous uh, workout fanatics. Uh, they are huge marathon runners. Dad's done triathlons, Ironman, you know, the whole nine. I like will go on the treadmill and like, I mean, I play basketball for a very long time too. So like, I I don't mind running, but I call it contained running where like, it's not like, and it's when you just run, you never know when it's going to end basketball. It's going to, it's got to end. There's out of bounds. It's going to be a turnover if you run out of bounds. So that's why I always liked about it, but I have to hear, you know, cause I've toyed with the idea of like, Oh, maybe when I'm older, I'll do a marathon. And then I think about it. I'm like, "Eh, I don't know about that. So, I mean, what's, what is that like? Honestly, what I love most about it is like I I really fell in love with running probably the past three years now, I'd say. And what I what we've really come to really enjoy is like seeing how far your legs can take you. You know what I mean? So like now every time I'm out in pit, you know, I'm just seeing all the roads that I ran through. I pretty much, you know, ran through the whole city. It was, you know, 26 miles. So like being able to say like, oh, yeah, I, I did that whole course. You know, I've pretty much seen all of Pittsburgh, you know, running on my two feet, you know, so like. I, I really enjoy that part of it, like being able to see how far you can get and see how far you can push yourself. Uh, it was definitely, it, honestly, it was it was kind of 
pretty rel- relatively easy for the first 15, 15 and a half. And then those, those middle five were tough. And then the last 6.2 is just, you got to, you know, kind of get in a dark spot in your head and just put your head down and run. And that's, that's what I also enjoy about it. You know, being able to get to that point where you're like physically fatigued, but you got to mentally get through it. I, I, I enjoy that. I, I do. So it was, it was a, it was a good time for me at least. I don't know if many others would say the same, but yeah, they often say that it's it's always the the point two, the 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 very very final end that it it is the most grueling. How much has this conditioning though, and this running, and, and you know the love of fitness? How much has it helped you with basketball? Honestly, it's helped me out a lot, especially in terms of uh, strength. You know, that was one thing that coming into college that I knew I needed to get better at. I needed to get stronger to be able to compete. You know, with dudes that are taller than me. So, you know, that was my main focus going into it. And I had to be the most con- conditioned guy on the floor too. being able to run up and down the court, you know, get, not getting tired, being able to stay ahead of, you know, our opponents is something that I wanted to take pride in. So, you know, my workouts outside of the basketball court definitely helped me get to that point. And, uh, I try my best to display that on the floor when, when I'm in the game. So. Well, I want to get into one of your most recent games. I mentioned already about uh, the CCSU game a few games ago because Coach Krimmel had some very interesting comments about and 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 really really nice comments to make about you about how you know against Robert Morris didn't play much, but then you played a tremendous amount against CCSU and you never showed any signs of you know being down or or in the dumps or whatever after Robert Morris. I mean, how do you keep your mindset and how do you keep you know your your positive your positivity? At a, at a consistent level like that when you're kind of in and out, in and out, but, you know, always being ready whenever your number is called. You know, I just like, I like seeing my teammates succeed. So, you know, I trust that Coach Krim's going to put the guys on the floor that are going to give us the best chance for success. So, you know, when I wasn't, you know, I'm not, I wasn't getting much minutes throughout non-conference and throughout Robert Morris in Miami. And I was completely fine with it. I knew, you know, I knew he's putting the best guys out on the floor for us to win a game. And that's all it is. You know, there's no there's no feelings past that. So um, just being able to come to practice every day and, you know, make sure I'm getting those guys better and the guys around me better, you know, to make sure that they're ready for when they do go in and and get those minutes. And uh, just trying to look at it that way is, you know, bringing up the people around me will definitely keep my head straight and my head positive. And, you know, when I when I get that chance to go in, I'm just going to give it my all. So that's kind of how I look at it, especially this year, more so than the past years. Well, I know that you guys have, you know, again, just started conference play. So you have a big schedule ahead of you going to be on the road for a little bit. And there's a big road stretch where you're on the road for four straight games. So, you know, going up against these, these, these conference opponents going to be definitely tested. What is something that has been working for you guys as of late, especially in the last two games that you feel needs to continue to be a theme and needs to continue to be consistent throughout the rest of conference play? You know, our biggest thing was, uh, second half uh, defense and second half focus. I feel like we kind of fall into a lull for at least a few minutes, if not more than that in the second half. And that kind of puts us in a hole. And so, you know, to be able to these first two games prove to each other that, you know, there's, we might, you know, basketball is a game of runs. So teams are going to go on runs and it's not necessarily going to be, you know, our fault, but we got to be able to stay focused and kind of put our heads down and execute and defend on the other side of the floor. And uh, I think we did that for the first two games here in, non- in conference play. And that's something we got to carry into every game, especially on the road, because, you know, shots aren't always going to fall like they did against CCSU. 
And, you know, that's just how it is. And you got to be able to sit down and guard and execute with a mindset that we're going to stay focused throughout the course of a 40 minute game. So I think that's, that's our biggest, you know, thing as of now, as a team, we just got to be able to stay focused and get the stops we need and execute on the floor to get the best shot we can as a team. Well, I know that you guys, like I said, have a big schedule ahead. Excited to see you guys back out on the court. And Luke, it's been great to get you on the show. Before I let you go, though, i got one last question. want to hear from you, you know, when this kind of epiphany or maybe a moment kind of happened for you as to when you realized you could play basketball at the D1 level. So for you, when did that kind of go off and you said, you know what, I could definitely do this. I can definitely play at the Division One level. So, yeah, honestly, it, it probably happened. It took it took a while, to be honest. You know, you kind of struggle. You get a little frustrated as you go out throughout your career in basketball. You know, it happens with everyone, whether you're missing shots or you're just not playing well. And uh, last year, you know, we, we had really good, two really good teams in our conference last year. You know, Brian and Wagner kind of stuck out amongst everyone else last year. And, you know, uh, we played Brian at home without Peter Kiss, but they had – you know, pride and everyone else in the lineup. And uh, I ended up getting some minutes that game along with Brad and uh, we, we kind of played well, we ended up losing by seven, but overall, you know, it was a solid game. And I felt like, you know, that was kind of the moment where I was like, okay, you know, if I can play against them, you know, I, I should be able to play against anyone in the conference. And I've been trying to really just focus on that type of mentality uh, ever since that game. And it's definitely helped me out a lot this year and I think that's something that I kind of regret, you know, in years prior is kind of I was focused on the wrong things. And uh, it definitely like hindered how I played on the court. And I kind of really turned that around in this past year in terms of just wanting to, you know, be as competitive as I can and getting the win. So that's that's kind of been the focus ever since that game. Well, I think it's it's a great mentality to have and, and, and also a tremendous amount of focus on your part. And I know that the hard work, it's clearly starting to show and clearly starting to pay off. So again, Luke, appreciate your time today. Good luck the rest of the season and excited to get you back on the show down the road. Thank you. I really appreciate it. It was nice, you know, being able to talk and talking with you as well. So. And there he goes, Luke Ruggery, another fantastic episode today, everyone. Thanks for joining me here on the bench. Be sure to keep following and subscribing to Riding the Pine on Apple and Spotify, and keep following on Twitter at Ride the Pine 20 RTP all capital, Instagram at Riding underscore the underscore pine underscore all lowercase, and on TikTok at Riding the Pine all lowercase for all the latest updates on episodes and content to come. All 278 episodes are out now. And again, folks, keep your eyes and ears open for some more great guests coming from the basketball world and also for some great great content coming out here on RTP. But once again, everyone, thanks so much for tuning in today. And until next time on Ride in the Pine, keep on sitting the bench with me.